You gotta look at it's a martini against USA. It's martini, RC Cola against Costa Rica. There's these random fucking islands playing it. I'm not with it, bro. I'm not with it. On today's Footy Corner, we talk about the Euro and Copa finals where Messi has finally won a major international tournament. Marcos Royo threatens his opponents with a fire extinguisher. Joe Clinton gets stripped of his number nine. And guilty Gilfie Sigurdsson might be a nonce. Along with some Gold Cup and Olympic updates. Next. And we are back on the footy corner. We've been gone for a little bit. The the panel needed a little rest, but we're back. Uh, this week, we only a couple of the guys who are left here who are still alive from the Euros. Uh, I'll start a few floors down. Arine, how's everything going over there? It's going great. Um, you know, just kind of just chilling, man. Not not going, not doing too much. Um, I don't know. Yeah, everything's good. Just. Fuck, yeah, just chilling. <laughs> All right. Wow. So we'll go from Ryan, who's just chilling there, down to Indiana, where I actually, I was in Indianapolis only for like half a day on didn't even, didn't even make time to see me. I know, no it was shame. unreal. They had me driving <laughs> to Michigan City right after. Brian, how's everything going? Things are going great. Uh, having a good time here in Indiana. Olympics are about to start. Um, getting ready to go to Portugal for some reason. <laughs> You're a big Olympics guy, too, before I get Oh, yeah, I love the Olympics. Yes. So, uh, well, my wife, Allison, even more so than me. Right. But I know what's her uh, favorite sport. All of them. Well, that's like, good because she will literally watch anything. Like the Olympics channel will be on the TV. It, we were watching rowing before we started this podcast. Cause it was but on. a lot of this stuff is taped, isn't it? Yeah, it it's will be. Trials? Yeah. No, it's, it's no. the actual stuff. It's just, it's, it's like qualifying. Time. Yeah. That they're yeah, taping the, it. Right, because right now it's in the morning of to- of it's the morning in Tokyo right now as we're recording right. at eight thirty Chicago time. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude! The times are going to be weird for the Olympics. Yeah. I so think. I mean, the the casual fans will just watch NBC's like primetime coverage where they show a bunch of replays. But my wife will be watching anything and everything that's live. Are you a casual, Brian? I'm a mix. I'm a moderate. <laughs> I'll watch stuff live when I can. You're a casual. A diehard wouldn't say that. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not a diehard. <laughs> that's for sure. Arnie, do you have any sports you're interested in the Olympics? Um, gymnastics is always electric. You can't count that out. Um, <laughs> just because China always brings out the 11-year-olds and they do like 90 McTwists. <laughs> you got to watch Simone, Simone Biles. Yeah, Simone Biles is going to – I just hope she just dominates. Yeah, and then um, – Winter Olympics. I also, I, I'm starting to like the Winter Olympics even more. Like not more than Summer Olympics, but I used to hate them. Now I, I like that a lot too because they got bobsledding and snowboarding, which is yeah. electric. A- NHL is coming back to the Olympics after one or two off. Do you realize the Olympics are in six months? That's isn't that wild. wild? The Winter Olympics isn't that wild? Wow, that's because super- obviously because of the delay from COVID. That is super bananas. Yeah. But uh, I'm looking for USA to win more golds than ever, everyone else, and then yep. be public enemy number one again. <laughs> Love it. I, I like all the any any race that has like a sprint version, a sprint race, like um, in swimming, the 50 meter, the 100 meter, 
Um, obviously the 100 and 200 in um, track and field. Um, and then anything else that just like rowing, if there's a very short where people have to go all out for a short amount of time is, is my favorite. Plus the, um, what is it? The 5,000 meter, I think, whatever race uh, Mo Farah is no. really good at. Oh, is he qualify. making an appearance this year? He didn't qualify. <laughs> I don't have to worry about getting, well, I'll still get drunk at some point in the next few months, <laughs> but I don't have yeah. to worry about almost dying because he wins the race that's on tape delay. And it would be on tape delay this year too. Yep. So I, oh I've my learned God. my lesson twice. <laughs> I still have a video of my phone when we were watching the. It wasn't the one at Trevor's bachelor party. Mm-hmm. It was um, four years later. We again we were at Trevor's apartment or condo, and you didn't know what happened, and you were wasted, and we all knew what happened. <laughs> it was recorded. We were playing. Well, because he fell down. He fell. Yeah, he fell and came back and, and won. I cheered because of his antics four years ago. Because he, because for those that don't know the uh, Mo Farah story, I the first time I was on, I I called him Skinny Kobe because he he looked like a. I mean, and Kobe was not big. This guy was really skinny, and yeah, he just was the cause of me buying a lot of Jaeger bombs because I said there's no way this guy wins. Yeah, so you bet everyone like in the bar that there's no way this guy wins. This was at like. 9 p.m., 10 p.m. at a bar in Chicago during the Olympics in London, meaning it was 3, 3 a.m. in London. So the event already happened. It was on TV in the bar. So we looked it up, mm-hmm. and he did fucking win, of course. So Ashen, Everyone knew. <laughs> everyone knew but Ashton. <laughs> so Ashton had to buy, like, what would you say, 20 people uh, Jaeger yeah. bombs? It was, it was a, maybe it 15. Was expensive. It was yeah. about, I think it was... 12 or 13 and it was high hundreds of dollars yes never <laughs> since then you've had a grudge against mo farah yeah because four years later he was supposed to race we for some reason we were all together and drunk again yeah and <laughs> and the taping happened he fell down and i cheered but he still came back and won this year no chance because he didn't qualify so yeah i win so me <laughs> one skinny kobe two we'll see what happens in four <laughs> years <laughs> I'll catch up to him. So every single Olympics, you will win when he doesn't compete. <laughs> exactly, and and by what in uh, four years from now? Because well, no, eight years. Yeah, in eight years, I'll, you I'll jump ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so yeah, I like the basketball and soccer, but the problem is, I think those are overnight, and my current schedule doesn't lend to that. Although when we're in Portugal, yeah, we will be closer. It'll right? be towards the end. Yeah, well, I think it'll be the very end. Okay. So we'll see how that goes. Um, and we will talk a little Olympics in this because that does play into our soccer into the footy corner. Um, so let's go and just jump into it. We haven't talked since the finals happened. So let's just rewind real quick back. We don't have to talk too, too long, but I thought the Euros final was uh, scintillating. It had a few interesting moments, a few talking points, and I'm sure we've heard things in the media, uh, different thoughts. First of all, I'll say the match ended 1-1. Uh, Luke Shaw scoring that super early goal. Let me ask you guys this before we jump into the other parts of it. And it's something a lot of people have asked, a lot of shows have asked, but I want to know your own taste because I've kind of had my own opinion. Are you under the belief that England, quote unquote, scored too early with their goal? Did that throw them off their game when Luke Shaw scored in the second minute? If they had to scored early, they would have lost one nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. no. Mm-hmm. 
No. Ryan, do you think they scored too early? Uh, no, I don't believe in that nonsense, man. I actually thought that they scored at the right time, and they should they should have just I mean they should have kept going. It's like they scored, but then they 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 were a little. I mean they actually did push for maybe another fifteen minutes. And in some of the chats, I was in. People said if Italy holds them off for the next fifteen, they'll take it, and and that's yeah. exactly what happened. England kind of took a few more chances and then kind of backed off, and I got a little shocked. Uh, Italy scoring, of course, uh, Bonucci in the second half, um, kind of in the middle of the second on a, on a wild exchange in the box, uh, tied it at one. But these are the two parts that no one really remembers because of what happened in the pens. Uh, Italy winning three two on pens uh, on a really what, what I'd say was a roller coaster, right? Italy yeah, missed, was misses early in in the shootouts, and then. England kind of starts missing and then Jorginho steps up and you think it's over, it's over especially yeah. what he did to that one goalie. Uh, who's, who was it that he did it to? Was it, was Spain, it Spanish? Unai Simon. Yeah. Yeah. He did it to Unai Simon. And then man, Pickford made that save and everyone's like, Oh, yeah. we go on again. And then I sat there and I said, please, you know, I was rooting for Italy and I saw Saka step and I said, just not this guy. Just don't be the one that misses. And he did. And I was rooting for Italy all the way, but my my heart went through my throat when he missed. I just yep. oh, it was a it was a bad feeling, even though I shouldn't have an attachment to, to England or that. It's just a young kid; he's nineteen. You worry that that confidence spills over, maybe into you know into the season or into you know their play. You never know what it does to a person. Um, I guess my question in the penalties. Yeah, I'll get straight to it. Did Gareth Southgate mess that up? His last three takers all missed. I I think he did, but I think I saw something where he asked people to like volunteer to take them. So, mm-hmm. but he he clearly subbed on Rashford and Sancho to be in, right? And and they're both good at penalties. And I think they're good. This mm-hmm. is just based on nothing, no actual <laughs> knowledge, but I assume they are. Um, I wish they had, I mean, they were on the pitch for two minutes before they had to go. So I feel like they were cold. They didn't really see any match time. Right. Like, like Kane and Maguire just buried theirs. They played the entire game. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I wish, I mean, I, I always wish that it seems like managers always sub on players way too late. I wish those guys had been subbed on earlier, like with 10 right. minutes left or something to actually be able to have a chance to make an impact and not just be on for, for the shootout. Um, right. As far as choosing Saka to go last, I mean, the whole, the whole lineup that uh, Southgate chose, I don't have an issue with because those are the guys that wanted to take it and that, and can win. I mean, a penalty shootout is always a crap shoot really. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't blame Southgate for that. The only blame I, I put on him is not subbing on Sancho and, and um, Rashford earlier. Yeah. No, I, I, I think uh, uh, I, I do see the point in subbing him on. I think Rashford was playing left back the last like two minutes just to hold on. And, and I mm-hmm. think we also found out he, has a, he had a shoulder issue because he's now getting surgery. He's going to miss the beginning of the season. Um, so that one, I maybe, maybe I guess I can understand. And also a lot of people have said things. And I thought, well, I mean, surely he sees training, right? He, they, they have to do these drills and training. 
And if someone says they're ready to step up, wouldn't you rather have someone that says, hey, boss, I'm ready to go, then I'm going to choose X player, and they're maybe a little tentative. Um, so I kind of feel like Southgate got a lot of flack for these decisions. And, and he's, to me, one of the managers in this whole competition that I've, I have a higher, what is it? What's the word to say? I have more respect for. I, I have a higher viewpoint of him than I did before the tournament started. And I don't necessarily blame him for the, the selection. And actually he went through it many years back in 90, was it 96 that he missed a penalty? And so, um, yeah, that's, it's always, a, it's always a tough thing. I mean, what are your thoughts on Southgate's selection? Oh, I thought it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, like, you can't call it a success because it wasn't a success. So, like, literally, no matter how you word it, at the end of the day, it didn't work, right? Right. So, well, no, I'm not saying he's a success, but I'm saying our a viewpoint of him from before the tournament to the end. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Yeah. But, like, I think it's also stupid how everyone's, like, literally, like, those three, like, I understand you shouldn't be getting the hate that they got, but they also shouldn't be getting, like, I hate to say it, but you shouldn't be getting praised. Like if you fuck up at work, it's not like, oh man, he's a young professor, man. Let's just show him love, respect for teaching. You know, it's like, <laughs> all right, you fucked up. Like it's like, it's like, all right, you're young, but like understand that you still fucked that you still messed up. You know what I mean? Like, but I they the way that, that I don't look, they know I, that. What I said, they know that though. They're they're probably hard on themselves. That's why they're trying to get, you know they're giving him support. Bro, Jane Sancho was drinking champagne on an airplane. Too. Not saying that he shouldn't, but I don't think he's being too hard on himself. Let's just be honest here. But when you look at guys like Derek Rose who hid in their apartment and ate pizza for like two straight weeks. That's called taking <laughs> it hard, bro. All right, you know that story's true. Like, right. but this is besides the point. But the selection was off. You should never. This is going to be a hot take. You should never bring in just subs to take kicks. I don't care what you say. I'd rather have a right or left back that's been playing all game, who has been making touches on the ball, has a feel for the ball to take the kick. If you just bring in some guy willy nilly, it's not like the home run derby where in the, they're in the back. Pete Alonso's just hitting balls, warming up, so he's got a feel for it. These right. guys are just doing fake ass jogs on the sidelines. You know what I mean? They're not touching mm-hmm. a ball. They're not passing a ball. So it's like you go in there like they could be the best penalty kicker on their team in the premier league. But then like if they haven't touched a ball in like two hours and you put them out there to kick it, like they don't have a, a sense or a feel of it. Something, something off is going to happen. And so um, they, they subbed off Kyle Walker and Jordan Henderson. Yeah. And I feel like in that situation, I would have been much more comfortable with Jordan Henderson and Kyle Walker taking penalty kicks. Yeah. And, um, I'm a big advocate of having your guys, your clinical finishers um, that have played all game, make those shots. So why didn't, why didn't Sterling take the last kick? That's what I'm saying. They're saying, yeah. Like Jack Grealish, we've seen in the premier league, that guy can slot it in, right? Like Raheem Sterling as much, like he kind of gets flack for his finishing, but he's, he had a great tournament. Yeah. He had a great tournament. And he's like, we've seen like his, his best. So it's like, those guys should be picked over Saka and probably Jane Sancho. Like, honestly, um, you should always go with your more experienced and guys that have scored and done it and played all game. I mean, I think honestly, that is a flaw of Gareth Southgate. And I think those, that decision-making did um, cost them the tournament. If I, Cause Pickford, Pickford fucking did better than everyone thought. I think, right. We were all making fun oh, of yeah. him, but he did yeah. his job. So well, yeah. I listened to the, the last 
uh, podcast or the last episode with um, the panel, and Jeff was saying <laughs> if it goes to penalties, England are fucked because Pickford sucks. And then Pickford just went and saved Jorginho's kick. Yeah. Best penalty kicker in the tournament or penalty taker in the tournament. Pickford definitely held his own for sure. Yeah. It didn't um, lose because of Pickford. Yeah. So, um, you know, at the end of the day, the selection was wrong by Southgate. And um, I mean, there shouldn't be any racism towards those three players. Don't get me wrong. Like I 100% agree with that and they should understand that they're young and it's not 100% their fault, but you know what, when you get called up to England and you have a role to do and you don't do it, you shouldn't be praised for it. That's my honest opinion. Yeah. I mean, they I, were saying that they're bold and shout out to you for being confident. Shout out to you for being confident. You could be the most confident motherfucker out there, but if you got a two inch wiener it means nothing. I, I mean, I think the reason <laughs> they were saying that is because these are players that so two things. One, yeah, I could, I agree. You know, we can sit here and say Southgate should have gone with this guy, that guy all day. But again, he's the one in training. So nice champion shirt there, Brian. Uh, he's the one in training. And so he sees these guys taking pens. Now I do agree. Someone like Saka, who's 19 and hasn't taken a penalty for his club, shouldn't be the fifth shooter. I agree with that. But yeah. he had to have seen something in training. Uh, the other thing I want to say is, again, I, I do see what you're saying. You shouldn't praise these guys, this and that. But you have to, well, maybe Jaden Sancho now. I know for a fact Rashford and Saka took it very hard. Um, and these are people like. Oh, I man, think, by staying off Instagram for, for 48 hours. I haven't posted in three years, bro. Does that mean I'm taking? <laughs> come on. No, bro. no, no. I know from their reactions when you saw them. And, and I also think a lot of these praises are from fans of their teams that are hoping that when these guys come back to their teams, they're not shot of confidence because these especially Arsenal needs their player. They're stuck. Like, but it's not in it. But when you say that, it's not like they're worried about the actual mental health of the player. They're more so worried about so. his product so. that he's putting out there. You're not actually, you don't care about the, those fans don't care. I mean, not you personally, a lot of those fans don't care about the kid. They're just worried about how he plays for their club. Now. Like I it's a fake love. Yeah. I think some are, I felt bad for Rashford when he missed. I sat there. I didn't. If I got called up for the USA and I missed, you have every right to be pissed off at me. That's just my point of view. If I'm being completely no, I honest, agree. they just figure that you're going to be hard on yourself anyway. Yeah, um, Cause you should be. Okay. Uh, Pickford did. Did you guys hear that? He wrote down on his water bottle uh, what the, the takers would do. Have you guys seen the Pickford water bottle? I, just I haven't seen it, but I, I've, I've seen and heard of other goalies doing that or. Mm-hmm. another he, towel or something yeah yeah he had for instance he wrote and i have a little sample on here alessandro florenzi dive right uh rafael todoy dive right brian cristiante dive right for instance uh someone like Gianluigi donnarumma even if donnarumma had taken one he wrote set then dive right so like he has huh. notes on his water bottle about which he, way to dive yeah the, um he, he defended like we were talking the last panel i was on i think or maybe not, but talking about Jorginho's penalty taking and how it just seems unstoppable. And mm-hmm. it doesn't seem like a goalie can figure that out. Maybe it was just you, me, and Jeff, our, our text. Mm-hmm. Pickford defended that penalty take better than anyone I've seen. Like he waited. He, he held his ground, made Jorginho pick his spot. And then you know with Jorginho's run-up that he's not going to do it with power. Mm-hmm. So if you wait long enough, you can, you can go the right way. Right. As long as you have a quick enough reaction, and which which he did, 
So yeah, I'm going to give props to Jordan Pickford because we all shat on him. And then um, he was also seen, did you see the video? There was also a video of him on someone's shoulders having drinks, getting wasted. That's someone <laughs> I, oh, well, you know what? I feel bad for him. That's someone <laughs> I feel bad about. Yeah, no, but, but, but I think, I mean, I'm not making fun of him for that. They should all, I mean, they had a good run. They should all be celebrating. Yeah. Um, How about Harry Kane, oh, man? This dude could not win a thing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get it. We will. We will get into his potential club per career later, but um, we'll give props. I want to give props to Jeff for his uh, his bracket. His bracket was very good. Yeah. So that's. Uh, I want to talk in general now. Have you guys gotten a chance to see the um, the best eleven that was selected? I, I believe I don't know who picked it, but the Euro whoever's in charge of the tournament, FIFA, uh, UEFA maybe. Um, they had their their eleven. So I just want to go through it real briefly. And see if you disagree or agree with anyone. That's how we'll determine our 11. So I'll, I'll announce, you know, the goalie. If there are any disagreements, let me know. If not, we move on. So uh, does anyone, I don't think we'll disagree with this. Donnarumma was the goalie. No. He's the player of the tournament. So Brian, Ryan, you don't disagree with that? Okay. No, but I, I mean, I will, Pickford is a good shout. I will okay. say Pickford only conceded two goals the entire tournament. Donnarumma conceded a lot more than that. Okay. Yeah. I still like that selection, though. I'm not going to go against it. Um, no. Backline, we got Walker, Bonucci, Maguire, Spinazzola. No, see, I don't know if they had to do like a left back and a right back rather than like four defenders. I, I would have so. taken Shaw over Walker. Yeah. If I would have taken Shaw as well. But Spinazzola, before his injury, his injury, he was, I mean, he was fantastic. So I. I mm-hmm. Can't argue that. Um, who are the two center backs? Banucci and Maguire. Do you do you have any arguments for their defensive partners, maybe? Or um Chia- yeah, you're talking about Chiellini? Yeah. Chiellini or Stones. Yeah. Right. Do you think they got chipped or do you think they picked the right center backs? You think Banucci snuck in because he scored in the final? Yeah. Because I think Chiellini was probably the better one until that. I mean, he made that crucial people will rip on him, but it was a smart tackle on Saka. Otherwise, he would have gotten away. The one where he holds him back. Have you seen that one? There are a lot of yep. memes about it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like pulling his jersey. Yeah. I mean, that was smart. Yeah. Yep. Now, Donnarumma had a great tournament. Um, I don't think – I think people are overrating it a little bit. I think, like, Jan Sommer had a really good tournament. Right? He had so some he huge – Wait, so we're going back to the goalie. You want Jan Sommer as the goalie? Personally, yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Um I think Donnarumma did everything right, but I'm looking for guys that did everything right. Yeah, Sommer had had a worse defense in front of him and Mm -hmm. and came up clutch a lot of times. Yeah, so that's a good shot. He kept Switzerland in the tournament. And, like, I don't know, maybe it's just because Pickford surprised me. I want to pick Pickford, and I never say, like, I want Pickford on my team over Donnarumma. (laughs) Like, never. But, I mean, I think those are a fair shot. I just think Donnarumma is a little over – like, over – rated this tournament like i don't think he was like like well this guy's the Lionel messi of goalies you know like but i think people did that because of his age and like because he's making his big transfer and you know they just want to make noise you know mm-hmm. i don't know that's just my take on that but okay. I, I agree with the the back four i can't okay. really so they have a midfield three and now i'm going to announce it and i know there are going to be disagreements and before i do I have some stats i'm not saying i agree with them but to back up what they said so they have in their midfield three, they did four, three, three. They have Hoiberg, who it looks weird because he, it looks like he's wearing an Arsenal jersey because he's wearing a Denmark jersey, which looks like an Arsenal <laughs> jersey. 
So I have Hoiberg, Jorginho, and Pedri. And so I have a couple of like little small tidbits I found on each one that I thought were pretty cool facts. Uh, Pierre-Emil Hoiberg created 11 chances in open play, and that's only second to Jordi Alba and Marco Verratti, which you don't really think of him as a creative guy. And only Steven Zuber had more assists than him in this tournament. So that was his play. Also, Verratti was on that list. You don't think of him as a playmaker either. Exactly. That's true. Right. So that's pretty crazy. Then we have Pedri, who had an XG, an expected goals total of 7.86 in open play sequences, meaning he was causing a lot of trouble. Um, That's the highest total of any player at the tournament. So he, he was a creator and Jorginho made 25 and Brian, I know you'd said something about this. Jorginho made 25 interceptions for Italy, the highest figure recorded at a single edition of the European championships since this data was available ever since 1980. So these are the three. Yeah. So you have any arguments against these guys? You say Verratti was like more, you don't think of him as creative, but he was this tournament. That was because Jorginho was next to him holding down the fort. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. So are we against any of these three? Hoiberg, Jorginho, Pedri. Do we have any other midfielders you want to give a shout out to? Shout out Jordan Henderson. Um, <laughs> did his thing out there, man. Um, what if what have drained the pen? I think I'd put him in there over Pedri, maybe. Really? <laughs> no, no, dude, I'm bullshitting, bro. There's no <laughs> Pedri was was electric. Yeah. Um Pedri was really good. Calvin Phillips was solid for England. I think he was better than Declan Rice. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm trying to think if they had some good, yeah, they had some good He's, play from the midfield, and so did Italy. Yeah, you're not going to choose anyone from Ukraine. I'm looking at the no. semifinals. <laughs> or and the boy the is there from Denmark. Yeah, De Bruyne didn't show up at all. No, correct. Where's Jeff? Oh, Docker. Where's Jeff yeah, to right? defend him? <laughs> exactly. And, and Damsgard was good, but he didn't play the whole time, so you can't. I mean, right. I he thought he was pretty decent. Yeah. But yeah, so that's the guy that had the screamer against England. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. he's really young too. Um, he's one to look for. And then actually, Ukraine does have a guy named Sharapenko, but I mean, they they sucked as a team, so I wouldn't put him there. I think these three are good picks. Yeah, yeah, everything against it. I think Pedri, though, man, that kid's a baller. We can all agree on that. I mean, that's yep. yeah, can't wait to see his FIFA rating and potential. I mean, he's got to he's got to carry it because both Iniesta and and. Uh, Xavi are not there anymore. So, isn't he a La Masia product too? Yeah, I believe so. I believe hey, Barcelona, so. stop fucking buying people and just fucking go to your academy. <laughs> right? That's the academy exactly. in the world, you idiot. It, it works 10 years ago. Right. And, and, and up front, Chiesa, Lukaku, Sterling. Uh, I do have one stat on Romelu Lukaku because I think one, uh, I believe ESPN FC, oh, they also picked him. There was some media that picked Ronaldo over Lukaku. Um, but anyway, Lukaku scored four goals at the Euros, taking him to 11 at major tournaments, meaning that he's the first player to reach double figures for Belgium at the Euros and World Cup combined. So he's the most lethal Belgian, I guess, ever in goal scoring. Sorry, I should be clear. So any gripes against these guys? Would you have Ronaldo? Ronaldo was a golden boot, uh, I think won it. Tied? He did because he had an assist. Right. So would you have picked him over, over guys? Sterling, Lukaku, Chiesa. I mean, to me, I think UEFA got this right. I don't have anyone that I'd put above these guys. Uh, I'd rather have Kane than 
well, I don't know. Kane, Kane, I feel Kane got hard done by by not being on there, but um, well, he was sleeping at the beginning of the tournament, though. That's the yeah. problem. If so two things. Uh, uh, go on. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Oh, uh, I was gonna say, uh, Shick and Benzema should be mentioned there. Benzema yeah. single-handedly almost uh, advanced France that game. Uh, <laughs> their last game that was kind of he did a madness. Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest, most underrated player in the world. Yeah. Well, I agree. Schick and Benzema actually got screwed because their teams got knocked out so early. Yeah. And Schick played for like literally like the fucking worst team in the tournament next to North Macedonia. That's <laughs> true. They were the, I believe their odds were second to worst. Um, yeah. Or maybe or in our draft, they were second to worst. But either way, like. Hold <laughs> on Lukaku, bro. I don't know. I don't no. know. So you would have gone with Schick over Lukaku. Schick or, um, or who? Benz. Benzema over Lukaku. Personally. I don't think you can take Sterling or Chiesa out. Those guys were, I mean, ridiculous. Bro, Chiesa, dude, um, he won me a lot of bets for Juventus this past, like, (laughs) granted they didn't have the best season, but, like, when I did bet on them, he came up with some huge goals for, like, the over and stuff like that. That's how I knew he was good, because I actually did watch some of their games because of that. That That kid could ball, man. Small whispers, and we'll get to it later, but I, none of my reliable guys. I have some ITK I'll mention later, but small whispers that City are looking at Keza. And I hope not. <laughs> also, did Locatelli, like, officially send for Juve? He will. He will. It's not official yet, but I can guarantee you that's – I mean, we've been mentioning it for weeks, but it's definitely going to happen uh, within the next week or two. They're, the problem they had is that, I guess, Juventus doesn't have money. So they're working out a deal where he'll be on like a two-year loan. It's one of those deals where you, you oh, have to geez. buy him at some point later. Yeah. And you'll see a lot of those deals this year, I think. My, uh, I've been able lately to go on and see the ITKs quite often. There's some interesting transfer stuff that we'll talk about. I think later. FIFA Financial Fair Play had that when Mbappe was joining PSG. Remember he mm-hmm. stuck at Monaco for a year or something? Or they yeah. loaned him out or something? Yeah, And then just joined PSG next year. Teams find their way around these things. So we'll we'll talk a little more about that. But yeah, Chiesa is going to be, oh man, he's so good. He's so good. Uh, the last thing I want to talk about in regards to what we saw with the Euros, um, obviously you guys heard about the, what I'll call calamity. Um, that's become my new favorite word lately. Uh, <laughs> because when I was looking up travel rules to go from uh, the US to Portugal, if you go to the embassy site, it says that Portugal is in a state of calamity, um, <laughs> which just makes it sound like, it's out of control, but that's just their, I don't know, that's their danger word. Um, but you guys surely heard about uh, the stuff outside the stadium before the match, people without tickets, um, running running amok, running a riot, running into the stadium. Uh, I have a little excerpt, actually, of um, of some guy. Now, there's a, uh, what site is it? Um, Talk, Talk Sport, of all places, have... Uh, they got a call from an anonymous England fan who broke into Wembley and he kind of revealed how fans bribed stewards oh, God. to gain entry and claim as many as 15,000 unticketed fans uh, watched it. And so, so these people, once they won their match against Denmark, apparently knew that, okay, we're going to the final one way or another. And so they started a Twitter tag so I guess we can check this on Twitter. It's hashtag Wembley Jib, J-I-B, Wem- or Wembley, Wembley Jib. 
Um, if you jib Wembley, that means you get in without a ticket. That's that's the term they used. So on Friday, hashtag Wembley jib was trending on Twitter. This was before the match on Sunday. Uh, and from that, they knew that thousands of people or this guy that calls in says, I knew thousands of people would try this. So we scouted out the turnstiles as this was our original plan to gain entry via tailgating. We then found a steward and asked him if he could get if we could get if we paid him. He told us to give us a number and go to gate K. When we go to gate K, we were hanging around for a while and we heard a steward say to another, how much have you made today? I said, I just got 800 pounds off a group of four. So we turned up at gate K and that's when people were banging on the disabled doors. And as soon as the door was opened by a steward on the inside it was yanked open and hundreds ran through total mayhem chance of jib, jib, jib. Um, <laughs> everyone's buzzing and the people were, you know, we're looking down from the escalator was we're buzzing for us too. Oh, that's not, that steward could have charged them a lot more to get in. Just side <laughs> note. So, I mean, that's one end of it where you're hearing like this guy just saying, Oh yeah, it was pretty easy. We just, paid them off. And then another site had something and I kind of wanted to share this because I thought it was pretty funny from both sides. We had, uh, I believe his name was Sergio, who is the, uh, who worked as a steward. I guess there are two different levels of, of stewards. There are the orange stewards who are supposed to stop you and the yellow ones who are not. Um, so this lad named Sergio, I guess, goes on, uh, said it felt like World War Three. He was a yellow steward um so meaning he wasn't supposed to deal with fans right away but you know he said all of a sudden we see some fans breaking through the orange stewards they're shooting from left right everywhere uh just trying to get away from the orange stewards who are the first responses uh he then said we were near the italian section and they were just darting in between the barriers though the italian section and the other side through the italian section on their side it was a nightmare the italians were scared they felt unsafe and were terrified um so on his end, he's just like, he said, I, to be honest, I feared for my own personal safety. Um, I asked them to stop and check for their tickets, but they just ran through. And listen, I don't earn enough to put my life on the line for it. So there's the the other side of it. Um, so it kind of works hand in hand. Like, hey, we'll take money because we don't make it. And then sounds like a few of them did. And then all these people paraded in. Do you think this this takes away any chances England has of, of hosting any future tournaments? That's what I've heard, yeah. And it probably should. Mm -hmm. it doesn't no. surprise me. No, no man. No, man. Wembley Why? Stadium is so iconic. London's like the soccer capital of the world. You can't do that. You can't. Well, but did you – I mean, what they've done is this. You have Mancini's son – I don't know if you're this – had his seats taken by ticketless fans, and he was watching the game sitting on stairs for the first 45 minutes. Harry Maguire's dad suffered a rib injury after being stampeded over – um, the MET police made 86 arrests ranging from assault, drunkenness, and public order offenses. 19 officers injured, one lost a tooth, one suffered a broken hand. These are just some stats that, that I, you know, I just found in reading the different headlines that I read from then. Um, so I don't know. I mean, how do you stop people from doing this? Do you have more stewards? Do you have more security? Dude, they didn't have to pay the steward. Because that many fuckers just like I, this sounds bad, but just fucking bulldoze the steward and go in. Right. The pan, you know, it's one guy. What's one guy going to do against a thousand yeah, drunk Englishmen? Like, let's be real. Other people did that. Mm -hmm. I would. I mean, like, not that I would ever do that, but like, I'd be part of that crew if we were <laughs> doing it. I'd be like, all right, let the dumbasses pay for the steward. And then like, 
I'll be part of the wrecking crew that just runs in there. Like, you know, <laughs> wild stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it's just, it's just a scary thing. Um, it could have happened anywhere, man. You can't say that this shit wouldn't happen in Russia or like it'll, you know, but it didn't. I, yeah. It didn't, but it very well could have, but it didn't. You say it could have, but it didn't. They, they Bro, Russians are met wild. I would put money on it happening in Russia and but Russia sucks. They're not going to do it. Russia sucks. France they made hosted it to the a tournament last year. Hmm? Russia made it to the knockout tournament last year. It didn't happen. Or in the World Cup, I mean, in 2018. Fuck, two right. years ago. Um, because they France handled made the, France made the they final handled. at their own home five years ago, and they lost, and it didn't happen. Well, bro. <laughs> there, there were there <laughs> something I read. There, there are plenty of factors at play. Like, yeah fact that this is the first big game or big tournament after covid people are pent up and all that shit plus just uh hey bygones be bygones let the boys <laughs> let, let the boys be boys but <laughs> oh, in all respects um <clears throat> that is <clears throat> terrible what happened to harry Maguire's dad like in all honesty so <laughs> other than that you know, man oh boo mancini's son had to watch it standing up oh go fuck yourself like that's not don't cry to me about that like all right uh, i've watched standing room seats at blackhawks regular season games go fuck yourself like i do that and i still fucking pay a premium but so, many of these people like you had the experience that mancini's son had they just didn't have the the, the famous status or popularity to get it out like exactly that. that's what i'm saying boohoo to mancini's son for having to stand sorry about those other guys who are the other guys there are a bunch of people that had their seats rated and taken well, damn, bro. Maybe you should have raised the thing. <laughs> okay. We'll leave it that. Um, these heroes out of a 10, what do you rate them? What, uh, say that again? Out of a 10, how did you rate these heroes? Was it in oh, terms the of like tournaments we've seen? I, I mean, I personally give it like a 8.5 or a 9. I thought, you know, it was a little slow to start, but once you got to the knockout stages, it was an electric factor. Yeah. I, I would I would give it a nine given the circumstance, yeah. especially given the circumstances that that they had to work around. So definitely a nine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even that slow to start. the The first thing that happened was Erickson almost dying on the field. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. You're right. It was only day two that we yeah. had. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it got stale for me in like match week two. I think match week one is fun, and then the last match or week or day. Yeah, I feel like this. The middle round wasn't just. I don't know. Maybe that's just how it is. For I mean, me. bro, they had the all the giants faced each other. Um, you had giants get out early in the knockout stage. You had that. If you want to call it like the underdog team, similar to what like Iceland was a couple of years ago yeah, in Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Um, I mean, you had you just really had you had all the you had some crazy goals. Like you had it all. You know, there isn't much you could ask for. Yeah, it was pretty good. We'll, England uh, made it far. I mean, that's always fun because of the media. <laughs> Yeah. Well, talk sport. Yeah. Did you, did you tune in to talk sport after it? I no. did. I did. They had a YouTube stream. Did you see that? It was uh Cundy and uh, what's the guy's name? Um, the Crystal Palace owner, right? No, no, no. Oh, Goldberg? Man, you fan. Yeah. Yeah. They had a live Gold- YouTube. Wait, Goldstein and Cundy. Sorry, not yeah. Goldberg. <laughs> yeah. And they were defending Southgate the whole time. So... Yeah, colors were electric. <laughs> colors were electric. Um, so, uh, speaking of another tournament that did end, Lionel Messi has finally won. 
Argentina did beat Brazil. We'll just briefly talk about that. one nothing. Di Maria, the goal scorer. Um, I think the most exciting part of this match for me was Brian's bet. Brian, do you want to tell the people what bet you had going on? And then we'll talk about the match. Which I don't remember which one so, this was. So there's a parlay. So one of our friends in this chat we're in um, sends, had a free $5 bet. Oh, said, yeah. Everyone pick one bet they feel good about. And we'll put it in a group parlay and we'll split the, the winnings of this $5 free bet. And I think one of them picked Indians, Cleveland Indians winning. One of them picked Sox winning on a Friday Shanko? night. Uh, Shanko had the Indians yeah. winning. Nick Novosel had the White Sox winning. They both did win Friday. This match was Saturday. Brian had Lionel Messi scoring a goal. <laughs> yep. And you guys would have split, what, 16, 17 bucks on a free well, bet. We would have split. I think our take would have been like 16 each or something. Right. Off a $5 free bet. So you didn't really bet yeah. it. And he should have scored at the he very end. You guys remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. He tripped over himself. And I was like, no. I was actually with Shanko at the time at that happened. <laughs> um, and I felt really awful for you guys. I'm like, he should have scored that. He, you know, that was the only thing missing, I think, from the storybook ending. Um, did you how did you guys feel about that final? If you even watched it, how'd you feel about Messi winning? I mean, I know you're you're on Team Brazil, but how did you guys feel about that? I, I did not watch the match and I was happy for Messi. Okay. Yeah. He was that's about it. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, 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 I was, I was pretty intoxicated at a bar cause it was the same as uh, McGregor. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, there's a bunch of Polish people behind me really rooting for, for Messi. <laughs> um, <laughs> Polish people rooting for Messi. How does that That's work? wild. I have no idea why. Mm-hmm. And then they were rooting for Dustin Poirier as well um so they weren't on my good they weren't on my good side right (laughs) to say that i won't be a big fan of lewandowski um (laughs) but um it was cool to see Messi like getting like tossed up and shit but it just um like i said i i like neymar a lot Mm -hmm. so it sucked seeing you know his reaction and obviously there's fabinho and firmino that also play for brazil so um Allison being a backup goalie there. Um, so that's also why I was rooting for Brazil. Um, I guess, I guess Messi finally got his trophy. So, <laughs> you know, okay. yeah, yeah, no, that's true. I, you know, it's just I one think, thing you have to feel good for him. I don't think anyone's going to hold him in, in any higher or lower regard, whether yeah, he's exactly. going to win it or not, if we're being completely honest. Yeah. True. But still, it's one of those things that people. No Maradona, bro, still. Right, but it's one of those things people can still get on his case for. Like, people still will shit on Charles Barkley for never wanting, you know, like it's <laughs> about not winning anything. And well, then Charles, that, that, Charles Barkley is the opposite of Lionel Messi. Charles Barkley won the gold medal with the Dream Team, he won an international tournament, he never true. won a club thing. Lionel that's Messi true. won everything, including best player in the world. And the one thing he didn't win was a, a crapshoot international tournament. Yeah. Yeah. But he's lost in so many finals. I think that plays into it. And then, um, you know, and he won it on the same day, five years after uh, Ronaldo won his European title with Portugal. Funny enough, exact same day. Um, So, yeah, just a little brief talk because we didn't talk much Copa. Copa, And unfortunately, I think that tournament took a backseat until the end because of it going on during the Euros. Um, Speaking of tournaments taking a backseat, have any of you watched any of the Gold Cup? No, didn't see any of it. <laughs> um, no, 
Okay. I've watched some of the U.S. games. I've tried to tune in them. Actually, I'll call it, I've had it on my computer while they played, while I was watching TV or doing other stuff. Um, I legit watched the spelling bee over the Gold Cup. <laughs> Maybe. Bro, I'm not even kidding, bro. There was Upset City in the spelling bee. <laughs> is, it, is it only because the U.S. has a B team? Is that why we're, or a C team or whatever you want to call it? Is that why you think some of us are not as excited about it? That's why I, I'm not excited about it. I would watch if Pulisic and, and some of the other top lads, Weston McKenney and mm-hmm. Serginio Dest and all those guys were playing. I would watch it for those guys. Yeah. I, I know um, like four names on the team. Like you're, you're rolling out Giassi Zardes. Oh like, gosh, I'm done with him. Exactly. Like um, him and then a bunch of young, young dudes I've never heard of. That's why I'm not watching yeah, I'm. I yeah, that and like, well, I mean, like, if we win it, what's the prize? And like a, yeah, I mean, a twelfth gold cup. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that tournament that we just played Brazil in, where their fans just decided to throw a bunch of shit at everyone. Yeah, yeah, what's what's that? What was the tournament? That tournament yeah. meant more because our, all of our start, like you said, all of our starters, their starters were there. That yeah, meant nations more. Then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Concacaf Nations League. That was an electric yeah. ass game. Yeah, this. I mean, this is just. You gotta look at it's a Martini against USA. It's Martini, RC Cola against Costa Rica. There's these yeah. random fucking islands playing. It. I'm not Cola. with it, bro. I'm not with it. Um, well, well, <laughs> well. Now that the Martiniques and the Surinams have exited the tournament, as you would be referring to, or the RC Colas and the Martinis. <laughs> I don't um, even know who RC Cola would be. <laughs> kind of look. Um, Co- uh, Guadalupe? <laughs> it's those teams that have like the local, like legit, it's like Tahiti. Like, uh, like the local plumbers, the goalie. <laughs> Qatar is in this tournament. Yeah. Well, now that those teams are out, we have Qatar and El Salvador, Mexico, Honduras, Costa Rica, Canada, US, Jamaica. Should be better matches i think watchable yeah it's um, actually hilarious that we played the team that we did and still beat canada and they're actually trying yeah <laughs> that's actually hilarious yeah they we did beat them with a pretty craft team but they i mean we didn't play well um do, do you guys have any predictions on who's going to win this and then i have one more point to make about this that's bigger than the tournament but any guesses mexico probably my prediction is mexico yeah are they playing their players um, I think more they have than the few, United States, right? They have a few more than the U S but they also do have, they do have players that are playing in the Olympics. Like I know Ochoa's in the Olympics. Oh, that's right. That, that's what I was thinking of. Linus oh, there's in the soccer Olympics. in the Olympics. Huh? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry. Yeah. We'll get to the Olympics. It starts. Neymar has won the Olympics, right? I think yes. so. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a second, but yeah. I, so Matthew they, would never. They, they do have some spread players out in the Olympics, but I just feel like they have more depth than the the U.S. Although I will say, the U.S. to me is more exciting when Daryl DK is starting up front because I could see him being a striker in the future. He's the one that tore it up at uh, was it Barnsley on loan or, or was it, it was a it wasn't Barnsley? Team. Was it? He scored a lot of goals. Who's a buddy on Leal? There was on Leal. Who was on? Yeah, Leal? Was I'm sorry. Was it Wea? Way, uh, yeah, yeah. Way, uh, yeah, he's not in this tournament, though. I don't think he's, he's in dropped this off, isn't he? Damn the man, only man. ones in this are like Daryl DK, and then that's about it. Brad North Guzan, North. man. Who else? Brad Guzan. <laughs> is he seriously wow. on the team? Yeah, he is. They've been starting this Turner guy. 
So yeah. I don't know what's going Bro, on. Is this a miracle on ice soccer edition? It might be. It <laughs> might be. But here's my here's my thought, guys. So why don't they do what they did in 2016 with the Centenario or Centenario or whatever they called it? Yeah. And combine South America and North America. I understand there are teams yeah. like Suriname, Martinique, or whatever, or maybe a team like Canada will say we never get in it. But hear me out. Take the 10 South American teams, take 14 instead of 16 North Americans. So do the same thing as the Euros. Yeah. And then the knockout stage will be electric. You'll just have the 16 knockouts and you'll have really good teams playing each other uh, once the little crap teams have been knocked out of the group stages. And still those little crap teams will have, they'll still get to play in the tournament. But bro, it's not the North American Cup then. You got to stay true to what the the America stands for. Yeah, you call it the America Cup. Or co- yeah, but now it. you're just altering it. Now you're just altering it. Like, you can't do that. It's like the Euros being like, now we're the 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 AF Euros. Now we've included Africa. It's like, that's not, it's not the Euros. This is North America. But the Euros are such a strong brand that they don't need it to be It doesn't matter. The Gold that's- Cup? You laughed at the Gold Cup, mate. You just laughed at the name Gold Cup. I didn't. I've been to a Gold Cup final, bro. I'm not laughing at it. I've paid money to be to this event, bro. It's but, not. but here's the thing. All these other countries in Europe are so far ahead right now. And I think South American gained from it, too, by playing. Hey, then the North American countries got to get better, but the tournament's going to tournament. It's just the facts, bro. We got to – we, bro, we're not winning the Gold Cup every year. So who are we to fucking sit here and say – Oh man, they got a bigger brand. We can't even fucking beat RC Cola. It's every always time. the US and Until Mexico. we steadily beat RC Cola, Martini, and all these teams, we they cannot do. ask for a merger because we ourselves, to have that right to talk about this, have to dominate it. But so, isn't that how you get better? The US and Mexico are the only teams winning this thing. Not how you get better, Europe. bro. Turkey has been the same since they moved to Europe. They're just in they fucking Europe now. Mate, they've gotten third place in a in a uh, Either a Euros or World Cup. They've they're Turkey is done. That's good. fake news. They did not. Mate, yeah, they, they did. did. They got third in the Korean World Cup, didn't they? Yeah, they got they got they beat Korea South Korea in the 2002 World Cup in the third place match. Oh, Ooh. so they beat an Asian team. Oh they my god. Place? So that doesn't yeah. mean bro. They got third place so, in the World Cup. I, I don't understand. So Afshin's point is that this would be a fun tournament. It doesn't matter who wins, but if 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 you're going to Super League in, would be a fun tournament, but you were against that. What's going on here? <laughs> but this isn't. This isn't. I don't think this hurts anyone. This proposal. Yeah, exactly. Who does this proposal? It does. It hurts us. We got to win shit, bro. But we can't get better for playing RC Cola and Martini, as you bro, say. Bro, no, no kid growing up and is like, now I want to be good at soccer because of the Americas tournament. That is so, why I want to play soccer. That's a false But statement. no one's doing that about the Copa America either. Yeah, the Gold Cup. Come on. Mix so them if, together if you're and the Americas tournament. That's what I'm saying. The it's merger. more prestigious. So but they would want to win that. It doesn't affect, but it doesn't affect like the talent so, that comes – comes out so of if it doesn't country. affect it then don't you want a more fun tournament yeah but it's also got to be it's also got to stay true to the meaning of it like this is a north american tournament tahiti has no right to be in the tournament because tahiti they're not in north america like tahiti's in in the australian area maybe. exactly and brazil's in south america that's that's their tournament this is our tournament the americas Euros has their africa has their tournament Africa has 54 countries. Yeah, they're South good. America has 10. North America has a bit more, but they have small ass like 
Island Nations. Did you like the Centenario Ring? Did you like the 2016 edition? Didn't you watch more of that than the other ones? Well, that doesn't count because what? no, Why? that's, that's exactly what count. I'm saying. If our starters, were, well, because we're not. It's because of the Nations Cup, bro. We already won that, so we're like, <laughs> what that's does it. That have to do with it. <laughs> what is the also, it's also played right after. Like, it's just, no, bro. Just no. We got the MLS going on. The Premier League starting soon. These players got to report to camp. There's Ooh, no point in this. No, I'm cup. not seeing tomorrow. You is, is that strip club celebrating his Champions League win. This is not the time Ooh. to have a tournament. Not now. Pulisic, Pulisic went from Champions League win to the CONCACAF Nations League and won that with the U.S. a week later. Exactly. But see, but that was. So if, if you want to stay true to North America or whatever. Then just do the hold the Concacaf Nations League like they're going to do anyway, and then have this four year mm-hmm. every four year tournament of the Americas. Yeah, Copa you can stay true to just North America with your Concacaf Nations League, and then have an electric tournament with all of South America and all the best teams from North America. Yeah, and name that the Gold Cup. Fourteen. No, you name it. You name it Copa America. Keep the Copa America name, and then then it just encompasses both North and South America. But I mean, like, we, have, we have Qatar it, filling in into the Gold it, Cup. Is that You're going to have all the same amount of teams of North American teams. You're still going to have your Martinis in there. I mean, <laughs> exactly. I'm, Martini ain't Mar- going to play. They're not going to qualify. We're not going to get Yeah, they qualified are. by Brazil. It's like the it's like college basketball, bro. You got to have the Martinis schools in there, They'll bro. There. Martini, Martini is going to play. They'll be there. <laughs> so, so the actual country is Martinique, but we're going to keep yes. Mar- Martini in the Gold Cup. They're going to play like Panama, Mexico, and fucking Trinidad, Tobago, and they're going to yeah. lose all three matches. Or in the Americas Cup, they're going to play Mexico and Ecuador and Brazil. And everyone, everyone in the world, or everyone in the Western Hemisphere or whatever, is going to watch Brazil beat Martinique. You know who's going to watch Martinique against? Panama? Fucking no one. No All right. One. You know what? I agree with you. If we keep the Nations League or whatever the fuck we want yeah. and keep Mexico yeah. in, yes. that's cool. And yes. if South America wants to take on all these trash-ass teams, but also you get the U.S. and you get Mexico, yes. I'm all for yeah. it. By the way, Qatar yes. shouldn't be in this tournament because their players no. are fake-ass Qatarians. Anyway. I don't know what you call them, Qatarians. They're fake-ass. They're all... They're not Qatarians. But exactly. And that's what I'm well, saying. Half of China, China, Chinese team is like that too. Yeah. And you, you have, they, they've, what's the word when you like patriate or something? Naturalized. Like, naturalized. Yeah. Like, Maybe. like half of China's team is Brazilian. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. Same thing. We see Italy, Italy's team is Brazilian too. <laughs> this gold cup has only oh, yeah. 15 teams from CONCACAF. My proposal has 14 of them playing in this tournament. Because Qatar is yeah. not even. I mean, they had to fill the numbers. They didn't I say we team. Look, I agree with you guys. I say we move on. But are we talking about the new World right. Cup format or no? Is that speaking of which, we're talking about what the new World Cup format? Mm, we've covered that before. It's not new. <laughs> the new World Cup. The 40, we have not forty-eight teams. That. Forty-eight have we teams. Yeah. Well, like that this uh, North America got more teams and like yeah, in 2026. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We covered this? I mean, yeah, when it happened like a year it. and a half ago. Yeah, when it came out a while ago. Okay, fair <laughs> point. But we can talk about we mentioned some players that are playing in multiple tournaments. 
Uh, we taught, you know, speaking of which Richarlison is now playing in the Olympics after yeah. playing in Copa America. you got Pedri who just played in the Euros is also in the Olympics. Um, if the Olympics have that rule. You got to be under 23 again. And like they allow. Three yeah. It's, it's a U23 tournament and you can have three players that are overage. That's kind of stupid. stupid. Yeah, That's it funny. is. Well, it's because I, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's because um, FIFA limits the, FIFA wants the premier soccer tournament to be the World Cup. So they don't want the Olympics to steal any kind of like juice from, from the World Cup. Mm-hmm. So they, they say you can have the U23 tournament or whatever. Okay, fair enough. I guess I understand it from that. But like as a player, it would suck because I feel like winning a gold medal for your country would be just insane. Like, I don't know. I feel like that'd be up there on the on the bucket list to come back with like a gold medal in the Olympics. Like I value that more than like a gold cup, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. Then the yeah. current gold cup, yes. Um, yeah, what if for like Lionel Messi, like would you value a Copa America more? You think or a gold medal? That's a good question. Has Messi won? Did he win a gold medal or no? No, because no. that would have counted as a major. Because they count Neymar's gold medal as a major trophy. So. Yeah, but that, but Messi won a like a U twenty one or U twenty three World Cup hmm. with Argentina, him and um, Aguero. That's a good question. I don't know if I were him, I would value. I think maybe Copa America is a little stronger than the Olympic. Okay, sport, but I don't know. It's just something value. about getting a gold medal, saying like, "Hey, man, I yeah. went to the Olympics and got a gold medal." That's just a cool thing to say, you know. I would value I, I, the gold medal over the gold cup. I'll give you that. Based on the history of the World Cup being a U23 tournament, I would value a Copa America or a Euros or whatever, or, or a Gold Cup more than a, a U23 tournament. Fair okay. point. Yeah. Even fair. though so, it, it, is, it is a gold medal, though, but in terms of the soccer pantheon, it's, mm-hmm. just, it's just not as prestigious. So yeah. fact, always, I feel like Brian's always the logical. <laughs> I try. <laughs> it, it did start today. Um, I don't know if any of you knew that it started today. I knew the women started like a uh, like couple of days ago because they got uh, like they got beat by uh, <laughs> which we'll come to Sweden, bro. They got pumped by Sweden. We'll, we'll come to that a- absolutely. First, let's talk about the. Uh, oh, this, we're gonna this, talk about that. I was gonna talk about yeah. That is next. Uh, this man didn't look at the outline, did he? I haven't either, to be honest. Fair play. <laughs> I did send it out late. Um, so. They did start today. I want to talk about some notable results. Brazil beat Germany 4-2. Um, Brazil did, though, have players like Rich Arlison, who scored a first-half hat trick today. Um, <laughs> which is what they have Douglas. Yeah, Ger- Germany didn't have exactly anyone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Brazil has Danny Alves as one of their over something over 23 players. Uh, Diego Carlos is playing for them. Yeah. So they have, they have Malcolm. Diego Carlos, uh, Sevilla, I think. Yeah. Really mm-hmm. good defender in La yeah, Liga. Bro, Central you could have defender. chosen any Brazil player and you chose Diego Carlos. I'm sorry. He's under 23. He's under oh, 23. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. He, I think the only ones that are above are uh, Richarlison, Alves, and I can't remember who the other one was. Um, shout out Martinelli. They have Martinelli on the team. Santos, the goalie. San, oh, the goal. Oh, wow. Of all people, you picked the goal. That's bananas. But yeah. but Germany doesn't really have anyone. So I don't know. 
Um, no one that I really, the only, like the only name I recognize is Uduokai uh-huh. from FIFA and Max Arnold, who was one yeah. of their older players and Max it's, Cruz. Max Cruz is their, probably their best. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was the, that was one of the big results. The other one, Spain and Egypt drew nil nil. And I know Brian, you have the same idea, right? Apparently Spain is trying to win this thing. Yeah. Spain's lineup. Is Pedri in it? Yes. Yeah, Pedri's in it. So Danny have, Olmo is in it. Yeah, their front line was Olmo, Oriorzabal, and Asensio. And their midfield was Pedri. Asensio's older than 23. I'm guessing he's one of the guys. He's, he's one of the older. He's 25. Yep. Then they had Pedri, Marino, and Ceballos in the midfield. Yep. <laughs> so, um, and Unai Simon's playing goalie again. Yeah, who played the entire Euros for them. Right. So, they're going for it. And they drew Egypt. Oscar Gill. And they yeah, would have gone to Fati if he was uh, healthy as well. Yeah. Perspective. Carlos Soler. 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 Yeah. Is he still on Villarreal or Valencia? Or Valencia, yep. Yeah, Valencia. Valencia, yep. Oscar Gill. Pau Torres is decent for Villarreal. Cucurella. Like these, uh, maybe I, I recognize them because I play FIFA, but I mean, uh, these, these no, are. No, I know Soler from FIFA as well. That dude, yeah. uh, I had a career mode with uh, Valencia. Pau yeah. Torres playing at center back. Yeah. Um, He's a yeah, pacey I mean, center back. And they drew nil nil. I will say, Egypt, the ones you might recognize, they're, and they're all over players, is um, Ahmed Hagazi is playing for them in the back. He's their captain. And then Ramadan Sobi. I don't know if you guys remember him from Sunderland, maybe, or Stoke, or one of those teams. Um, that's it. But anyway, some teams are going for it. And I feel like Spain is one of them. Uh, Brazil is one that takes it seriously. And then Mexico did beat France 4-1 today. Um, France yeah, does have yeah, Mexico put together a strong squad, but I don't think France did, did they? Yeah, the only ones from France that I recognize were Gignac, Tavan, Florian Tavan. Um, and that's all I knew. The oh, so, guys so, that play in Mexico? Yeah, Gignac. Gignac. He plays yeah. in Mexico. And to, yeah, Tolvan plays Both in Mexico. Both play for Tigres, actually. They're right. the same. <coughs> yep. did no, not you, celebrate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that is Tigres, yeah. Yeah, Gignac did not celebrate his goal. He scored, and he like apparently apologized for scoring. So that was kind of weak. <laughs> um, but yeah, so there's that going on right now. Um, I don't know. any Anyone that you guys, any team that you guys fancy? Spain? Spain? Yeah. <laughs> they drew their first uh, Euros match the first two euros matches too didn't they yeah they did yeah i'd imagine spain and brazil will put together quite yeah. run, quite good runs i don't fancy saudi arabia or honduras uh, and let's go ahead and speak on the on the women's side of it um the u.s losing to sweden three nil is is that rain over Are we overreacting what's what's the deal with that because they they are taking it a little more seriously. I, I think I saw something. No one is, no team has ever won the world cup and the Olympics back to back. Okay. Or maybe something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, if there's a team that could do it, it is them. Yeah. I'm trying to, I, I could be wrong there. And their lineup but, was their main team. I mean, that's yeah. why to an extent I kind of find, the Olympic women's tournament better than the, than the men's. They actually have their teams. Yeah. The women's tournament is basically the, the same as the world cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you guys think the U S will recover and win it? 
I don't uh, know. Man. No, I'm going to say no. Uh, Sweden's traditionally one of those top teams, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, hopefully at some point, man, our players do age, right? Like, I don't know, man. Our yeah. reign will end soon. I hate to oh, say it, man. This be the time. No, man, we're going to fucking win it all, man. <laughs> you just said no, and then you changed your mind. I didn't say no. I said our reign will end soon, but not yet. Fair enough. They play again overnight, not on the 23rd, the 24th. For those that are staying up in the middle of the night, the U.S. does play New Zealand next at 6.30 a.m. Central, 7.30 a.m. Eastern. So that's a more manageable time on the 24th. So that would be Saturday morning. It's like Premier League all over again. Wake up early, watch the, uh, a good team play. Uh, so this brings me now to, we're kind of jumping all over the place this episode. USA men's national team, though, is also the best team in the world. Okay. Wow, that was bold. The A team? Oh, yeah. Okay. I do want to say, I do want to note that in the um, women's games that Netherlands did beat Zambia 10-3. to <laughs> That was a result. I'd be concerned giving up three goals to Zambia, though. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Good point. Yes. Yeah. I suppose that could be. And it was the same player. She got a hat trick. Wow. So, and then Brazil did beat China 5 0. She's going to get signed by a big club now. From Zambia, yes. Well, Uh, the the chick from Netherlands that I think looks like Caitlin scored four mm -hmm. goals. Who who was it? Which. uh, It's this. me, me, dem, me, Edema, yeah. the one that he scored four Arsenal. goals, plays for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah, she's. I was gonna, that's why I had you say it. She's their top player. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, hey, I hope they do well. That'll be fun, but I want the U.S. to win. Netherlands second. Uh, so some crazy stuff that happened. We have to talk about this. How much do you guys know about what happened between Boca Juniors and Atletico Mineiro in the Copa Libertadores? I just saw some headlines. There was some fighting I, and possibly I, some arrests. I saw Marcos Rojo just almost throw a fire extinguisher. That's the extent I know. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, what happened is that Boca had a goal ruled out by VAR. Uh, and because of that, well, not because of it, but that did lead to them having to go to pens. And then they did lose. So apparently the Boca juniors were not very happy about that. Uh, the players were, and I'm taking this straight from a TalkSport article, the players were furious after the final whistle with Boca players trying to storm the opponent's dressing room while the police used tear gas on them. Uh, one one video, as Arine mentioned, appeared to show former Manchester United defender Marcos Royo wielding a fire extinguisher as chaotic scenes ensued following the finish. Uh, it gets better. I don't know how many of you follow Ander Herrera on Instagram. Uh, <laughs> I do not. I'm going to see if I can find this tweet somewhere, but Herrera couldn't hide his amusement following the antics on social media as he posted an image of the pair together at United with a fire extinguisher pasted onto Royo's hand, as well as adding a laughing face. I'm going to put this up here to see. Can you guys see that? Ah, that's amazing. Photoshopped a fire extinguisher. That's awesome. Um, I'm going to see if we can put that. The intern can post that because that to me was amazing. Um, what are your thoughts? Have you ever seen something like that? How bad is it that a team has to have police called? And why would they be going at the other team, not the ref? It, it's different in South America, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. 
So, so should they not get a final then because they've rioted just like the English fans? This was this wasn't a fan riot though, was it? No, I guess it's the players. This is the players. Should they be suspended? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the players could face uh, some. Kind hey of man, he didn't but... throw the fire extinguisher. He just grabbed yeah. it. Self defense. Well, it does say that they did go into that locker room because that's where the match officials sought refuge. Is the term used? So um, if you want to know an explanation, a Boca midfielder, Gonzalez said, without a doubt, everyone can see that we scored a good goal. And the fact is we deserve to win the first game as well. This hurts. We feel bad. Connable need to look at the refereeing. But I think people will be less sympathetic when you're going around wielding fire extinguishers and trying to attack other people uh, for that. So that was a bit wild. Shout out to yeah, so there's that. We also have a potential nonce. So we're not going to have nonce of the week. <laughs> we have a nonce of the month, uh, potentially. I want. I want to be clear. A year, bro. According yeah. to that guy on Twitter, <laughs> we'll see. Right, and this is why I'm bringing it up because this is the second time in about a month that I think someone has posted something, whether it was from our account, the intern posting it, or even Brian simply stating, not sure when the next pod is, but there's so much to talk about. Pedo Gilfi, U S women's national team, losing to Sweden, half of Spain's Olympic team being players from the Euros, Boca juniors versus Atletico, but some guy named Lauritz at L <laughs> a U R E T Z three states innocent until proven guilty mate. The case may well get dropped yet. So clearly a uh, what the how many followers and follow what is this guy's this guy must have been just searching fucking Twitter for I guess Gilfy because the only reference I I made was was I just said pedo Gilfy was he searching Twitter for the term pedo Gilfy (laughs) to try to go fucking defend Gilfy Sigurdsson he claims he's a lover of books beers and footy (laughs) Crocs and socks influencer. Two things I'll never understand: fishing, hey, mathematics. So that's I'm with he Crocs. follows a lot of uh, a lot of Everton things. So he's an Everton fan. Yeah, he's an Everton. He must like the baguette guy. Does, does yeah? Does he have a fucking like Twitter alert for any time someone tweets about Gilfy? <laughs> I'm sorry. And was there uh, a guy posing as the governor of California also tweeting? Yes. Yes, yeah. this is the guy that, that was um, – he changed his name to make it sound like the governor of California, but he liked um, um, baguettes. He just basically took the governor of California – or the, the mayor or someone of California, took the picture of the guy holding a microphone, put a baguette where the microphone should be, <laughs> and his whole account is dedicated to baguettes. Bro, the internet is a wild place to be. <laughs> and it's amazing because we don't seek these people, and they just they just come out of the woodwork. But uh, speaking of Gilfie – uh, after revealing child sex crimes, the Manchester police arrested an Everton first team player on Friday, July 16th. The club confirmed Monday the suspension of the player. The name of the player remains a mystery due to legal reasons. However, after multiple reports, speculation suggests the player's 31-year-old Gilfie Sigurdsson. On July 19th, Everton released a statement confirming a player's suspension pending police investigation. Everyone is shocked by the allegations coming out of nowhere. Meanwhile, his wife has disabled Instagram, furthermore feeding rumors. And the name Sigurdsson made Twitter's top 10 trends worldwide. Recently, despite these rumors, his wife denies the stories of his arrest and has defended her husband. Uh, what do you guys think? Is is Gilfie in the uh, Adam Johnson uh, pedo 11 now? 
or should we wait to see what happens? I I don't know too many details about it, but like, did he just stumble upon the wrong subreddit and somehow got in trouble for it, or did he have did he have relations with an underage girl? Or that's a good question. I think it was relations. If someone called me, or if I had serious allegations saying that I was a pedo, I would immediately go on everything I could. If I was, you know, like I would, I mean, like if you're innocent in that situation, I feel like you'd go on every social media and just be like, what the fuck? This is false. This is not true. Like any proof, like this is all false. You know, wouldn't you be like, I'm not a fucking pedo if you weren't? Like Maybe this guy's got to be a pedo if you're staying but, silent about it. Like, right? wouldn't wouldn't pedo, you man. say I'm not a fucking pedo if you were a pedo? <laughs> no, I think Gilfie got found out that he's a pedo, <laughs> and now he's now he's noncing about. I, I think I think some people think that if you deny it right away, it's like proof of guilt. Mm-hmm. But Brian, if someone out of nowhere was like. Brian's a pedo, wouldn't you be like, what the fuck? No, I'm not a pedo. Yeah. Wouldn't you be blown? Yeah. Well, by who? I don't know. Definitely not an underage chick. <laughs> what if that left? Oh. Yeah, a little little pedo joke there. That was I shouldn't be making pedo that jokes. Was but. Cheeky. What if, um, but what yeah, yeah, I see your I do see your point. But if if you were a pedo, you don't want to get discovered as a pedo, so you're still gonna you're gonna deny it either way. I would move countries probably. I'd think <laughs> I'm out of this bitch. Well, then you'd be guilty. They know you're. Then you'd be guilty, guilty. Hey, if you're guilty, you're guilty. They're not gonna. You're. What are you gonna come up with that proves you're not a nonce? The proof's it, in the pudding, Nate. Maybe this guy on Twitter seems a pedo. Maybe this guy on Twitter is right. Maybe he's innocent until proven guilty. Maybe the How, guy on Twitter's a pedo. If you have not done any kind of pedo activity, child sex offense, how do you prove something that? How do you prove that you haven't done something? That's true. It depends who, who the, the who allegation, who made the should, allegation. Shouldn't someone have to prove that you have done it? And if you haven't done it, then you just say, "Hey, I'm innocent." I would yeah. um, give you know, uh, give me your worst. Try try your best to fucking prove it's right. Since I'm innocent, you're not going to find anything. I would go on Instagram. I'd make a video and say, hey, guy. I, exactly how you worded it, Brian, because that was very attorney-esque how you worded it. I yeah. would say that on camera, post it everywhere. And to the person that's trying to accuse me, whether it's the media, whether it's a hacker or who, I'd be like, bring your best shot because it ain't true. And yeah. anything you see put out there is photoshopped or whatnot. You can't prove it. It won't be true. I would say that because I got a, I got a family. I got a great career going. Yeah. I can't, I can't be getting called a pedo. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I just think his attorney just told him to be quiet until it happens. Yeah. So, I'm sure that's what it was. Investigations. In my honest <laughs> opinion, though, he's a nonce. <laughs> Are we going to call him Guilty Gilfie? What, what's his new nickname? <laughs> There's been too, way too many instances of shit like this being true for me to try to give him the benefit of the doubt. So, yeah, fair top, enough. Top athletes are just fucking stupid people. So it wouldn't surprise me if, if he's innocent. He got suspended from Everton until everything can be sorted. 
So that's he's true. Not, he's not going to play their first couple matches, which is think. probably good for his mental health. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to play for Everton. I did read somewhere. I, I can't find it now. I could have sworn. Well, I, it was probably on Twitter. I saw it. Um, someone had pulled up a tweet from a guy from how how many years ago. I can't remember which team he's a fan of, but he kept saying we should sign Adam Johnson and Gilfie Sigurdsson <laughs> in the wild. Because <laughs> they're both boxes now. Um, someone did pull up that that tweet. That was pretty funny, in my opinion. Uh, so we'll move on from there. Uh, everyone else, let us know, is Gilfie guilty? Is he not? <laughs> uh, at the footy corner, too. Let us know what you think. Just I'm a little innocent until proven guilty, but if you're going to sit there and, and not deny accusations that you're a nonce, I'm going to assume you're a nonce. Okay. Play. <laughs> um, few new rules for 2021-22. Nothing major. Um, thicker VAR lines. Uh, they believe yeah. that having thicker lines, or the Premier League believes that having thicker lines will give the benefit back to the attacking team after Premier League clubs gave feedback in a VAR survey uh, last year, and they're hoping that VAR kind of goes a little more smoothly. Apparently, a lot of people thought it went pretty well in the Euros, for the most part, uh, and many other tournaments. So they feel like thicker lines may, may I don't know, just kind of blur everything in together. Uh, similar, I guess, like I said, to Euros 2020. Armpit, statement on armpits. Apparently, the bottom of the armpit is now being classified as part of the body where the offside will be measured from, not the the, the end. I don't know what where that means. Where the fuck is the bottom of the armpit? <laughs> this this is the wording that was given by Sky Sports. Uh, is it like the inside of the armpit? Is it? Yeah, I think where like does the, the bottom of the armpit reach yeah, your like chest? Not here, but here. Your body. So I guess they were measuring it from the top of the armpit, which to me, if you're making thicker lines, what's the difference? Mind you, uh, Ashton, the, 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 the uh, listeners cannot see you pointing at your armpit. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We're, so I guess the top would be closer to the arm, whereas the bottom would be closer to your body. Yeah, that's I don't know. Sure. I, I, I think thicker lines should hopefully it, it's a start. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how it's used. Right. Because this fucking offsides by the armpit hair is f- ridiculous. I'd rather see more offsides goals than have VAR at this at this point. If I'm being yeah. honest, yeah. Especially exactly. when it doesn't affect anything. Like I mean, the guy was going to get in anyway. It's not like they used a huge advantage. They made a really good run, and if they missed it by like point oh oh one seconds, it's like. Really, yeah, because like, that's literally what it is. It's frame by frame, uh-huh. and it's it's not even you can't even get the exact frame perfect on when the guy kicks the ball. So it, if you do like one or two frames before or after, it, it changes it completely. So yeah, I guess thicker lines is is the first step. After yep. every goal, too. Now it's just like you wait. Like now you got to wait a minute to celebrate. It's so uh, it takes away so much from the goal. I feel like yeah. Hopefully this helps, but I think I agree that part of that aspect of the game might be gone, might be gone now. Uh, they did also say the last one, and I think the one that's maybe the most prevalent, that accidental handball in the buildup to the goal will no longer be deemed an offense. The crucial crucial word here is build up. It can still be an offense if an accidental handball directly creates the chance that leads to a goal. But if it's in like, say it happened, you know, on your own side of the pitch, right, and, and it was accidental – you eventually make your way down. They're not going to call it back for something that happened 10 years ago. Um, so I guess that's good. And the EFL is scrapping five subs. 
So they'll go with the EPL and do three subs only. So that's it really for the rules this year. We we did see a thing on proposed things by FIFA, which we can get into when that becomes more of a you know potential reality. But for you guys, anything move the needle here on any of those rules I said, or just uh, let's see what happens. Uh, it's an improvement. Yeah, let's see what happens. <laughs> okay. okay. Little tidbits, just as we kind of wrap up here. Uh, Daniel Farka gets a four-year extension with Norwich City. Uh, Norwich City is a team that has been yo-yoing a few years. Would you have given Daniel Farka four years? Sure. Who, who I mean, does it matter? It, if you've proven that you can make it back to the Premier League consistently, then you might as well keep him. Sure. But what, what manager? Are you, what manager are you going to bring in that's going to keep fucking Norwich City in the Premier League? It's a good question. Do we want to see Norwich City around the Premier League? No. <laughs> I was waiting for that. Ever ever since Novacell stopped giving Canary facts, I I don't care to see them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. So Daniel Farka, I don't think it did anything. I just want to mention it. Uh, anyone else have any strong thoughts at the Footy Corner too, Daniel? Farka is back in the Premier League, back with Norwich. Apparently, he said he had other options, and he chose to stay. I, I would have taken the other options if I was him. Um, we have now it's some more interesting stuff. Daniel Sturridge is doing preseason in Mallorca. Arian, what are your? Or both of you have had Daniel Sturridge on your team. He was on my team before I was a fan. Okay. Any thoughts sounds, on Daniel Sturridge? Playing? Sounds like a good uh, vacation spot. <laughs> Better yeah. than MLS. I, you know what? I just, yeah. uh, he was so fun to watch when he was healthy. You know, it's, he's one of those guys that has that hamstring problem that obviously, bro, he's going to get injured again. It's just, you know, so I feel bad for him. But hey, I mean, if, if that's what he wants to do, I just stay safe, man. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Stay safe. Um, like, <laughs> Yeah, do, do, do I want to play my football in fucking Bolton or West Brom? Or he played for the last two seasons in at Trabzonspor in Turkey. Did he score? Or he scored four goals and eleven appearances. Not, not eleven bad. appearances in two seasons. <laughs> so he was injured. So yes, bad. Um, yeah, injured. Do I want to mm-hmm. spend that time in fucking Turkey or? A resort island of Spain, Mallorca. I think I'll go to Mallorca if they'll have me. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, we'll see if Daniel Sturridge makes the side on Mallorca. Uh, and I think anyone else with any tidbits on Sturridge from one of the final, uh, what I'll call a tidbit that I thought was interesting. Sturridge is a two-time Champions League winner. There you go. Mallorca's getting that. a hell of a player. <laughs> two-time Champions League winner. Yeah. Chelsea and who? Liverpool. He was not who was on that team? Yeah. Technically. No way. He didn't how many appearances did he make? There's no way he was I don't think he was on the team, Ryan. This the I'm looking at his Wikipedia. Let me see. Wait, if he's played two years in Trip Sponsport. 21, 20. It's been two years since Liverpool won. That's wild. Yeah. That's bananas. There you go. (laughs) Wow. Shout out Daniel Sturridge, man. Two-time Champions League winner bringing it to Mallorca. He's Uh, a great – he was a great player, man. He was – man. 
He brought you joy for a few years. And that's all sometimes you can ask from he, from certain He players. was on the substitute bench in the final against Spurs. There you go. Daniel yeah, Sturt. He was there. He, he was that's, that's cool, happened. man. I miss him. <laughs> uh, and then uh, big time friend of the pod. We have some sad news to report about Joe Clinton. Uh, he's been stripped of the number nine. He's been, he's had his number nine literally taken away from him and they've given it to Callum Wilson and they gave Joe Clinton number seven. And then they posted a picture and Joe Clinton, you could tell he's, it's like a face. <laughs> Joe Clinton is not very excited about this. He doesn't look too down. Yeah, I guess that's true. But uh, yeah, Joe Clinton had only scored six goals since joining Newcastle for a club record of 40 million from Hoffenheim in 2019. He has vacated the highly coveted shirt and moved to number seven, while Callum Wilson, who joined for 20 million from Bournemouth, has netted 12 goals in 46 appearances, has now taken Alan Shearer's old number nine. So are we sad for Joe Clinton, or do we think this is the beginning of uh, goal streak for Joe Clinton as a number seven? Yeah, maybe it'll light a fire under his ass. <laughs> yeah, man. Earn that number nine. He's going to give Harry Kane a run for his money. <laughs> so hopefully Joe Clinton responds because we love to see him score goals here at the footy corner. He's, he's an OG. He's an OG with, uh, with Pookie. Uh, okay. <laughs> so with that, I'll go to some transfers. We'll talk a little transfer news. Uh, we do have some, some small things before I ask you guys about your teams, because I'm going to count on you guys to be somewhat of the ITKs. I've heard a few things, but you know, I'm, I'm not as strong on other teams as I am my own. Before we get there, uh, Ryan Bertrand is going to Leicester on a two-year deal. Cheap kind of option, I think, is a backup for any injuries that they may have. Andros Townsend and Asmir Begovic to Everton. Uh, Everton yeah. seem to be getting, like, I don't know, old players that are kind of over it, I think. Uh, so there's that. Since our last episode, I'm just going to do notables. Joshua King leaving Everton for Watford. Uh, then we have Nuno Tavares from Benfica to Arsenal. We have Matt Ryan is leaving Brighton and going to Real Sociedad for a complete like move. It wasn't just a loan. Roy Patricio is leaving Wolves to go to Roma, joining Jose Mourinho. Uh, let's see, what else do we have? I talked about Bertrand, and they're bringing in Jose Sa. Have any of you seen Jose Sa or Jose Sa from Olympiacos as a goalie? See any good? He's coming to Wolves to replace Patricio. I don't think he's as good as Patricio. Yeah, I would, I would <laughs> tend to agree with that. Uh, Felipe Anderson, who is still in the Premier League, is leaving West Ham and going to Lazio. I think he, he was on loan last year. Oh, really? Ah. Wasn't he? Does he even I think play he last was. year? Right. You're right. He was. He was. That's why we didn't see him much. Uh, it didn't work out in Brighton for the Iranian. Uh, Jahan Baksh is going to Feyenoord. Giroud officially to AC Milan. We mentioned it, but yep. it's not official. How do you feel about that, Brian? It's sad, but it's fine. I agree. It happens. Uh, Arsenal getting Wakanga from Anderlecht. Apparently, Wakanga you know, forever. Yes. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that. He's a 21-year-old that's been hyped up by a few guys. We got a few guys that went from unattached to teams, like I mentioned Townsend and Begovic. Wayne Hennessy, the, the goalie who played for, was it Cardiff? Ellis. Yeah, and now he's on Burnley. So he'll be playing keeper for Burnley. Arine's old boy, Marco Grujic, who played, what, like one game for Liverpool? Zero. 
<laughs> is off to Porto. So good for him there. Damari Gray. Do we remember him? He's now going to Everton from Leverkusen. And I believe it was only for 2 million euros, which is ridiculous. Uh, and I think that's really it. Bernard is leaving Everton. And that's that's all I got for now. To go where, mate? To Sharjah FC. <laughs> I don't even know what league that oh, team is. Oh, probably China. Ah, really? It could be an Arab team. Oh, okay. I don't know. And that's all I got for now. Um, this Mill is my Smith Row is your number 10. Okay, yeah. So this is our chance to kind of talk about other things. Did you want to bring did you want to talk about that first? That's a disgrace, mate. It's not it's not a disgrace. No. It's not a disgrace. You can't no. hand out number tons like that, bro. That's reckless. Well, here's what it is. All right. The 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 thing about this team, this particular Arsenal team, is that their young players were actually the ones that were playing well. Their older players are the ones that haven't performed. And I, I have a stat, I have a not a stat, but something I, I recognize. Emil Smith Rowe became a a regular in the 11 starting on Boxing Day against Chelsea. Uh, ever since Boxing Day, Arsenal were the third best team in the Premier League behind City and United in terms of points. Um, the thing is, I could see it. I could completely see as, a, as an opposing fan or someone that maybe doesn't watch them, why you'd say, what on earth is this announcement? And does this mean they're not getting anyone? My ITK say they're still looking for someone. Uh, but I think it's a good move because he's currently the best player to play that role at the moment on the team. And ever since he's been in that role or played for them, his question isn't his ability. It's, can he stay healthy? No, you're overlooking shit. I don't, I understand he could play that position. Doesn't mean you give him the number to me that where that number, sometimes when Coutinho left, we didn't give the 10 out. Yeah. You just don't it, give it, 10 out. Right. Like you can't give it off to some eight-year-old, bro. That's reckless, well, man. Hey, he signed a contract, and they've given it to him because he's earned it. Let's he has watch not earned it. He has not earned it. Yes. He has. He's played He's played very well for them. played eight games, and he's earned the number 10. He hasn't played eight games. How many? 10? No, I don't. Well, we have to look up the numbers. I don't have him. Bro, in front of that's what I'm saying, bro. Mason Otso was a number 10. This man has won Champions League. He's won who who was the number 10 no one before on this him? team has won Champions League. Don't give the 10 out like that, bro. And, and you're the one that says people have to come through the academy. Here's your example right here. Bukayo Saka. But you got to earn it. Have come through the academy and gotten number 7 and number 10. That's 7, 8, 10 is iconic. You can't give 10 out like that. Let's wait and see what happens with him. Liverpool's number 10. Sadio Mane. Okay. I, I'm not saying that other teams don't have better tens. This, this is an, a team that finished eighth last year. Let's let's remember that. And he's a player that, I, you know, again. What if he becomes a bust? As someone that is rooting for another team, I completely get it. I'd say the same thing. If they gave Phil Foden number 10 before last season started, I, we would have been laughing so hard at Jeff on this pod. We would have been making fun of him. What would you say if they gave it to him this year? He earned it. Okay. He's so more coveted than Amel Smith Rowe. But that's what I'm saying. It well, Foden just played Aston in the Euro. Villa, Aston Villa attempted to try to buy him twice. They put a bit of 35 million out for him. So, yeah. I'm just saying. 
I mean, they're even looking at him and, and we'll see, we'll see what he does. And I mean, that is what it is. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not too worried about what number of player gets. I'm worried about him playing well and the team playing well. Small things, man, make a big difference. I will gladly let him take the 10 if it means they play. Also, Pogba in talks with PSG. Mm-hmm. Just declined a United contract. Okay. Um, and Divac Origi most likely signing with West Ham. Is that a part of a tr- uh, an exchange? Because I heard you guys are looking at Gerard Bowen. Is that true? Um, you I know, know, I mean, you have more insiders with Liverpool than me, but I, I don't know about that. But I mean, I guess we'll see. Is that what are your uh, ITP? I just think Origi is going to West Ham. I don't. I hope we don't get Gerard Bowen. I don't know what the fuck this guy is, but like, <laughs> no West Ham guy. I don't give up. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like I want him now. No, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't Now I just want proven players. Okay. Okay. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'm happy with our, our current team. If I'm being completely honest with you, like I don't. Okay. And I'll throw out, uh, I know Tottenham's going in for Brian Gill. I think he's playing with Spain in the Olympics. Uh, so that's a guy that's, uh, that's Brian Gill. If you ever listen to this, don't, don't do it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I second that. <laughs> And also, I believe they're getting the Atalanta goalie on loan. Uh, don't remember his name. Uh, Brian, any Chelsea ITK news or who you would want based on what you're hearing? Who I would want versus actual news is a much different story. I, it doesn't mm-hmm. look like Holland is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, apparently, there's we've inquired slash are following Robert Lewandowski. I've heard that one, yeah. Well, yeah, I officially that's don't. not going to happen. That's unfortunate. That's I mean, that's not going to happen. Um, the only one that's realistic, I think, is Declan Rice at this point. And right, honestly, do we really need him? I, if it's not Holland, then don't break the bank for some second tier middle rate striker. Just fucking give give Werner a chance to be himself. Then? I'd say Griezmann, yeah. He's not a, a second-rate, middle-tier striker, though. He's apparently available. Barcelona is trying to sell people. Yeah, he's he's not happy with Barcelona. But I did see Griezmann will only accept a move back to Atletico. Atletico, yep. I yeah, saw that so today or yesterday, too. Probably not an option. But yeah, yeah, It does remind me. Arine, have you heard about Saul maybe wanting to go to Liverpool? Saul Bro, Liverpool. bring him over. That's the shit I want. He... Look, that's the difference. Saul against Gerard Bowen. <laughs> Who you picking, man? That's the difference. That's yeah, what right. makes or breaks a Champions League team. I've heard they've inquired about Saul, so we'll see about that. Um, do any of you guys have any other ones before I, I can tell you about some of the Arsenal stuff I've heard? Not, not for Chelsea, no. All right. So, I uh, okay, looking into it, uh, we've gotten a few players over the line. Uh, Nuno Tavares, uh, Sambi Lakanga, and I think these are just younger profile players that uh, Arsenal and Arteta are trying to get instead of getting, no offense, the Williams, uh, <laughs> the older players. Yeah, Cedric Suarez, like older guys that you can't even sell on if it doesn't work. I don't out. know, dude. You're getting so excited about these people that Gilfie, like Gilfie Sergurtson probably is nonsing them. Like I'm that's probably getting, how young these guys. I'm not excited about them. I'm just telling you what they've done. That's a, These are done deals. Um, they've got these players, and I'm just saying that I'm happier that they're of that profile. That even if they don't work out, you could probably sell them to another team for five million. At least you get something for them. Instead the good of old Chelsea trick, huh? Huh? The good old Chelsea trick. 
instead of <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, instead of trying to pay him off to leave like they did with Ozil or they're trying to do with William. Um, and then Ben White is is being reported that should be done next week. I, I got good sources that say the medical is next Wednesday, so you won't hear anything until next week on that one because he's still on holiday. I do know they're going decently hard for James Madison. Uh, now, there were some sources that said once the Smith Rowe deal got done that they wouldn't go in for him, but a majority of them are saying they're still going to go for Madison. Madison Playing wants ball. the number eight. He wants he wants to come. It's a matter of trying to get it to work with Lester. And Lester does want Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Uh, so I think it. a good fee plus Ainsley Maitland-Niles, and they also are looking at Reese Nelson, I would say throw whatever you have to to get that deal done. Shaka's going to go to Roma here real soon. <laughs> We've been saying it for a month. But Hector, man. I'm hearing $20 million. Hector will go to Inner uh, on loan and then probably get bought by them. That's almost done. He's trying to push it, and I think Inner doesn't have the money for him, so they'll be one of those loans to buy. Arsenal are going to try to sell Lacazette. They're going to try to sell a bunch of these players to bring this overhaul in. And, I, and I'm hearing, as I said, the main targets after those three that I mentioned that are done – James Madison, and get ready for this one, Brian. I'm sure you've heard of this one. Tammy Abraham is yep. what I'm hearing. Um, and they can't afford him now. It would be a loan with an obligation to buy upwards of $40 million, I think, next year. So I think if they get rid of, if they can sell Lacazette and Nketiah, I think they'll do that. And I don't mind that at all. I, I You know, they need a young yeah. striker. They have Martinelli, but if you add these kind of two together and who knows? So if they can get these guys, I'm happy. Of course, Arsenal Twitter is taking in all the rumors and they want Aouar. They want, <laughs> you know, this guy and that guy. And my sources don't say that those are as prevalent. They may happen if one or two things fall through, but look, look for Madison and let's see where this Abraham one goes. I don't think it'll happen, but it's being talked about a lot. And it's apparently Arsenal are serious about it but I'm not sure how serious Chelsea would be about selling him unless they can get one of those strikers you talked about, Brian. So yeah, that's, that's my arsenal update. I got a lot of stuff. I, you know, I follow him and it's really picked up the last two or three days. So, yeah. So that's on that end. Um, any other overall ones that you guys have heard? I'm trying to think Tottenham. I got covered city a lot with city, right? Uh, apparently just before we came on, and the kill sent an article too. Some sources are saying that Levy has okayed a 160 million pound sale of Harry Kane to Man City. I just don't think Man City would spend that much for him. You guys think anyone would spend 160 for Kane? 160 uh, would or should? Both. I think they would. I don't think they should. If you could, you should. But he's he's very injury prone. 160 million. Harry Kane's injury prone? He's not, I don't think he's he's played a lot of games. Yeah. He has. He, 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 yeah. I mean, he gets injured for a spell, it seems like every year, but it's never for a full season or you know, for a couple of games, maybe a month, month out of the year. And if okay. you're city, that doesn't matter that much. Hmm. Yeah, I, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it's not our money, right? Yeah, it's exactly. Fans' money, so 
I guess if you can get him, I'm just worried about, well, I would say I'm worried about Tottenham having that much money, but we saw what happened last time. They got a lot of money from Gareth Bale. Dude, they could have bought Erling Holland for this much money. They had like Vlad Churiches or whatever. <laughs> well, they still can't. I just, this rumor's coming out. My best source says City wouldn't spend that much money. They wouldn't. And like, oh, they wouldn't spend it? Who's well, your source? On, on Harry Kane. On Harry Kane. Erling Holland's a different story. That dude's younger. I'd spend it on Erling Holland. Yeah. Over yeah. Harry Kane. I agree. But Dortmund aren't selling Erling Holland, obviously. I, if you dangle 160 million, I think they would. No. Free Holland. <laughs> Even if you go to Chelsea, dude. Million. Fuck that, man. Huh, Let him yeah. come over. There's, there's also Grealish, um, but I don't know. I, I, that man needs to be admired more. He's staying, bro. Jack Grealish is staying. He's saying we'll see. The talk money. is hundred million for him, but I, the new Steven Gerrard of the Premier League, Jack Grealish. Yeah, I mean, I'll say this: I these numbers I'm throwing at you, and these sources, I had, have no idea. I cannot claim my ITKs have a good idea about this, but these are just some things I've seen on on Twitter. So, hundred million for Grealish is what I'm seeing. One sixty for Kane. Um, some wild numbers, and I don't know if City will spend two sixty on two players. You think so, Victor Moses? <laughs> Moscow, Victor Moses. We did talk about Victor Moses last week, right? I, I think so. Him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, because well, his his transfer was finalized. Yeah, big big moves going on. So let's we'll keep our eyes open on those files. Uh, as I said, I originally did have the intern tweeting a few things from. Our account, and then we got yelled at for saying that Danny Ings is, is leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the intern took a few days off, but we'll let the intern go back at it. So those that are following us at the Footy Corner too, to see the latest uh, ITK, or maybe we'll ask you some questions on uh, if you think about some transfers on if they should go through. Now, as we wrap up, I want to thank you guys for for coming on tonight. Thank all the listeners for listening. Here's the catch: next week is the last full week that I and most of the panel, well, some of the panel are here until Portugal. And while we're gone, the season will start. So next week's episode is the season preview. (laughs) That's why. Yeah. I know a lot of transfers we won't know about by then. It'll be probably the most difficult season preview we've ever done, but I'll say this. I don't think it'll affect how accurate we are. Because we had West Ham getting relegated last year. <laughs> yeah, we suck. So, so um, take take of it what you will. But I want to do. I do want to let the panel know. Um, get your season previews together. Uh, we'll send an outline out earlier. Those listening, it'll be probably the earliest season preview here before we go on a what I'll say two and a half week hiatus, uh, and then you can enjoy all the uh, all the soccer coming up. So, do you guys have anything to say before we take off on our? Season, pre- it'll be packed. It'll be a season preview slash transfer update episode. I'm sure we'll have some transfers by then. Nothing else to say. It's been Nothing fun. Else. There you go. Looking uh, forward to seeing you guys in person. That's yes. Sure. That'll be scenes. That's only, what, like two weeks away? Yeah. Less than that. Yeah. Less than less than it for us. Arine will see us in a month. Oh, yeah. Arine, anything to tell the people? Uh, aside from Emil Smith-Rowe not being a number 10? <laughs> I just speak facts, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, no. 
um, man, I need to get back in the gym because I haven't worked out in like three weeks and I'm back in the full dad bod. So, uh, just wait till you see me, mate at the flubber and, uh, it's a good time over here. So fair play. Well, Hey, uh, enjoy, you gotta enjoy the holidays. Exactly. Enjoy the holidays. <laughs> All right. I'm going to get my Conor McGregor BS when I'm there, man. Tiger, tiger suits, uh, <laughs> snake suits. What are you going to, to the season preview episode, you're going to wear a snake suit? Season. See, I don't know about the episode, mate. We might, well, if it's a season preview, it's our big one. We're going to have to take clips and show them to the people. Oh, oh, we're shooting it in Portugal? No, no, no. 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 I'm just going to probably take clips from this, uh, this Zoom that we Oh, have. no, I'm not dressing up for a webcam, you <laughs> fuck no. I'm sitting in my apartment in a, in a tuxedo. Yeah, right, bro. Hey, you said you want to pull off the McGregor. I'm not wearing pants right now. Okay. Fair play. I believe you. Not hand pants. check. Give us a hand check. <laughs> oh, there, oh, there, oh, there's this other one. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you guys got nothing else, we'll hopefully see you guys next week for the season preview. We'll hopefully have much of the panel on and that one. I'll try to get at a time where we can all make it. We'll start the planning for that. Those listening, enjoy. Sorry. We took a while to get back to you. We'll do that one. We'll do a holiday and the season is back. Are you going to say, um, shout out to Nikhil for the fake news about being here. So (laughs) yep. Never showed up. That's a yellow card, mate. Yellow card, yellow card. Oh, also, I did win the Euros tournament when Italy won. So I will say yeah, that. And I lost. Big you time. got four, fifth. I had to have gotten last. Yeah, he did. You did. So I had <laughs> 170, Steve 132, Nick <laughs> Jeff 81, Brian 72, and Arine 58. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah, England carried me, I guess. It, yeah, Eng- England's the big reason you had uh, huge numbers. Any points Arine, at all. Yeah. Portugal was disappointing. Barring, I think is, is the main Croatia movie. was disappointing as well. Yep. Croatia. I will say Croatia were disappointing, but they were your highest. You had Austria too, right? Another disappointing team. Yes. They were your highest scoring team, Austria with 22 points to give you an idea. Who was known more for the racism than their play. So shout out. Austria. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. The highest scoring team being Italy with 118. Denmark was second with 83. So that's where Steve got a lot of his points. And Nikhil had 55 from the Czech Republic, which were taken second to last. So, wow. fun competition. Um, we'll see how the predictions go on. I know now that international's done. Jeff Paris, don't listen to him anymore. This was the time. <laughs> yep. he, he picked Argentina and Italy to win. So, he was right. So, if you bet with him. From here on out, we know he's the, he's the real caboose when it comes to the Premier League season. Also, real briefly, for the Dunkin' Donuts people, they have this drink. Strawberry lemonade with like these uh, boba, you know, the bubbles, boba tea. Yes, but, yeah, the boba but their yeah. boba is insanely good. It's a musket, it's a fucking musket. On the ice, I just went there and said, Order, I ordered, I want, I said, I want that picture. And he <laughs> ate it for me, and it was good. So, do is it. Is there ice in it? The lemonade, it's the lemonade with strawberry bobas. It's really yeah, good. But was I there ice in that question? Uh, yes, it's lemonade, mate. They put ice in lemonade. I know, but sometimes they put too much ice in their drinks. That's the only problem. Oh, you can ask for less. It's okay, Light fair ice. enough. Light Everyone give that a try. Shout out Dunkin' Donuts. Anything else, guys? No. That's good. Have a good evening. All right, then let us turn it over to Mr. Unai Emery. Aloha. I love you guys. Go White Sox. Good evening, Alexa.
please to play uh, my favorite song. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. 